Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good evening, I'm Chua Tiantian with your Market View today, and we will be talking about alternative investments in these uncertain times. Now, earlier this week, we saw US inflation soar to a 40 year high on surging energy and food costs, and that data will only further pressure the Fed to move on with its rate hike intentions, which then further increases the risk of a future recession. Analysts believe the looming economic outlook is putting downward pressure on private market portfolio valuations, with significant dispersions among managers depending on industry focus and the reduced price of deals. Now, when the momentum ceases to lift all boats, asset selection skills become critical for managers to leverage a restrained competitive environment. But how should fund managers or even retail investors select their assets? And what assets should we go into? Now, for more, Ken Ping, the head of investment strategy at Asia at uh, City Global Wealth, joins us on the line. Ken, hi. Hi, good evening. Thanks for joining us on our show. Ken, to get us started, we've asked several analysts on our show about this, and we want to pose the same question to you as well. What do you expect to come out of the Fed's two-day meeting to end later today. Sure, okay. First of all, I think, I think the Fed does not want to really surprise markets at this point. Right? So if you, when you look through history, they've mm. basically done what uh, what the market is pricing in, has priced in, you know, on the eve of the decision, right? Mm. And especially this is when the Fed had a significant role in shaping market expectations. Right? So so I think I think if, uh, you know, if we're pricing in 75 basis points, that is the most likely scenario tonight. Mm. But I, I actually don't think this is a bad thing, mm. right? Because, you know, you know, this this over the past week there's been mm. a lot of negativity just pricing in higher inflation higher rates and I think the market is ready for this right so when mm. when the decision comes out even for 75 basis points I think that actually reduces the amount of uncertainty right and and I think that might actually provide a little bit of short-term relief for market mm. because of it yeah mm. so can we mentioned very briefly in the introduction about how the economic outlook will have an uneven pressure on private market portfolio valuations where is this unevenness coming from and why? Oh, yes. The unevenness comes from different expectations of different industries, right? Mm. I assume that's what you're asking about. Mm. If, yes. your, if your industry has significant growth in the future, the discounted present value of that growth would be hurt quite a bit with the kind of interest rate increases that we've seen this year. But if your income comes in cash flows immediately, mm. such as you know, dividend payers, you know, this is likely to be less of a problem for you, right? And so, so I think, you know, we want to be in the more defensive and resilient parts of the market because of this unevenness. Hmm. And Ken, in your city private bank CIO bulletin, you also mentioned how some sectors are likely to materially outperform these downturns. So what are those sectors? What kind of longer term value do they present? Yeah, so you know, within within the equity space, right? Uh, you know, again, we we emphasize um, defensiveness um, in this second half of this year because we expect earnings expectations to be adjusted down. But you know, even within this environment, we think the industries that can generate stable revenue and earnings growth even during recessions could do well, right? And that includes things like healthcare, pharmaceuticals in particular, and also uh, consumer staples. Um, and I think in this inflationary environment, the natural resources space could still perform relatively strongly. So, so I think, I think these, these sectors are going to be uh, relatively uh, resilient, uh, even during more difficult times, during volatility. Mm, okay, we will deep dive into them, Ken, later on. But very briefly, what kind of alternative assets, as you mentioned in your bulletin, should investors, not just fund managers, but also retail 
investors be looking at? I understand that real estate is one of them. So why is that so? Uh, sure. So the alternative space, right? At, at, at the moment, um, what we're seeing is a significant downward correction in valuations in the secondary market. Mm. Um, so if you're investing into alternatives, for example, in hedge funds, you know, there are a, a lot of um, uh interesting well, a lot of solid uh, managers who uh, thrive during periods of higher volatility um, in fact you know the hedge fund space had been suffering during the QE years right the whole decade of QE because um, you know higher water levels lifted all boats and uh, and now as uh, as we see that tide recede because of quantitative tightening that the Fed is about to do, mm. then we think the hedge fund space could see more stars, right? more rising stars. Now, um, aside from that, I think the PE space is also very interesting. When you look at, um, say, private equity uh, funds that raised capital during recession years, right? their uh, future returns were much stronger mm. compared to those who raised capital during the boom years. Mm. Yeah. So, so that the opportunity set for the private private equity space is I think it's wider. And you know, you mentioned real estate, right? So, I think this is something a little bit tricky because mm. you know, with, with higher interest rates, you are likely to see real estate prices keep a rollover. Mm. But rents have uh, done well and continues to do very well. And, um, and and I think the the you know the the funds that can capture uh, higher yields. Uh, in well, high rental yield in this um, environment is actually going to benefit fairly well, right? So, so I think I think I think that's that's real estate angle in, in, in there. But I think you know in terms of the private uh, equity space, it's much more than just real estate. Mm. I just want to zoom in in a little bit into that real estate part that you mentioned. Would you believe that, or would you foresee more people to turn to the rental market now that borrowing costs for home loans have increased with the increasing interest rates? Do you expect that kind of movement and demand? Yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, 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 I do think that's that's happening, right? Um, mm. So it's kind of the the opposite of what happened during the pandemic, mm. when people got free cash from the government and uh, <laughs> easy borrow from banks, and they went out and bought uh, you know the lake house, and mm. uh, and now now you you know you might, you might they might be rethinking about a mortgage on that lake house and possibly um, <laughs> moving back to the to the cities with the rent to try to find a better job. I don't know. So mm. so so I think the the, the, the trend in um, in property is uh, is is shifting and. Uh, it does benefit, uh, I think, uh, you know, the urban areas again and also rental properties. Mm. And if you're just tuning in, we're now speaking to Ken Ping, the Head of Investment Strategy for Asia at City Global Health. So Ken, let's also talk a little bit more about bonds. Now, you mentioned that we may be entering a bond pickers market. So how should investors, again, both managers and also retail investors, make use of the volatility and dispersion as the Fed's policy evolves? Yes, well, that's, uh, that's, um, that's a long answer, actually. Mm-hmm. But um, to, to make it simply right so uh, the the reason we like bonds now mm. it's not it's not just any bonds right? it's it's highly rated high investment grade mm. bonds in particular i think u.s treasuries mm. right why because we expect the period of higher volatility lower growth and the level of inflation is likely to stay fairly elevated mm. for a bit longer in this environment um you know the the your overall portfolio needs a solid risk hedge. Right? And what kind of things, you know, what kind of assets go up in value when your equity portfolio might be might be falling? Right? Mm. And, and that's that's the that's this whole bonds are back uh, idea we're promoting. Mm. Right. And so, you know, when you look at say past 
recessions, every recession in, in history in the United States, um, you know, long tenor U.S. treasuries have had positive returns, right? So, you, you know, you, you can go down on the, credit, on, the, on the credit curve, right? So, the, mm. you know, high investment grade has positive returns. Um, but once you get to high yield, you tend to have negative returns because they have a credit risk that tends to, um, you know, widen the spread in a, in a, in a downturn, right? So how do managers capture this? You know, uh, it's, there, there are a lot of strategies to, um, to, to take advantage of, uh, of, of this. But I think, you know, for, uh, for, the, for the average investor, you know, mm. just purchasing high-grade bonds and purchasing uh, U.S. treasuries mm. will, do, will go a long way to stabilize your portfolio returns. Mm, certainly. So, Ken, I just want to turn your attention to look at a portfolio. So, City Private Bank's report also mentioned that qualified and suitable clients will be able to consider a diverse set of alternative investments to enhance returns. What would that look like, in your opinion, and what are some caveats, though? Yeah, so in, in our um, for qualified portfolios with a middle-of-the-road risk profile, mm. right, we think you should, you should have some maybe one third of the portfolio in alternatives, mm. right? Because, you know, like I, what I mentioned about hedge funds being able to manage, well, to gain from volatility. Mm. And what I mentioned about private equity, uh, you know, where the, the vintages that were born during bad years have uh, superior returns, right? So, mm. so so when you combine these two things, it's actually fairly powerful, I guess, seeds for your uh, uh, longer term returns in your portfolio. Mm. What are some of those caveats to that, though? Well, the, the, the biggest one is mm. liquidity. Right, so if if you're, um, I mean, it really really depends on your risk profile, right? Well, how much do you really need to have uh, liquidity? I think uh, I, I, at this at this point, there's a lot of people who believe cash is king, mm. but then the reality is a lot of investors have an unusually large amount of <laughs> cash. For example, half or more of their portfolios in uh, 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 in cash, right? So 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 I think I think this is actually a good uh, time to be uh, hunting mm. for opportunities that's going to go going to uh, give you uh, a pretty good, strong, long-term payoff. Mm. Certainly, Ken, let's turn our attention to talk about China. Now, in your report, you mentioned how China has more concrete policy actions to support the economy. So what are some of those signals and what are some bright spots you see for investors? Yes. So whenever we talk about China these days, it's mm. a lot of people kind of roll their eyes and say, oh, yeah, I've seen that before. Mm. It's, uh, we've, had, uh, we've had several false starts, right? Um, you know, particularly since the start of the year. Mm. Um, so over the past year or so, what you experience in China is there's these policies that, that look like they're supporting the economy, like cutting the reserve requirement, cutting interest rates, you know, mm. um, uh, 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 you know, providing more lending. But each time it was offset by a bigger uh, negative, you know, mm. Common prosperity, right? Regulations, mm. real estate, three red lines, and then most recently the lockdowns. Mm. Um, but you know, since the I think since the middle of May, mm. all of the policy soundings are going in the same direction to support the economy and market. I realize that at the moment we're we're, we're having another little bit of re- relapse in terms of uh, uh, restrictions to movement in big cities like Shanghai and Beijing mm. because of the uh, re- re- rebound in, uh, in in COVID. But um, but. I think the style of these uh, restrictions mm. are they're more, one; they're more targeted, they're more selective. And I think they're getting better at ensuring um, uh, uh, supply chain continuity. So, effectively, as we go through this COVID saga, uh, what mm. remains of it, the, the, the marginal impact on the market should be shrinking. Mm. Right. So, so that's that's one thing to keep in mind. The other thing is the the pro 
economy, the pro-economy policies are taking more effect. Right? You see a a strong rise in electric vehicle sales because of the tax cut. You see um, a little bit of fall mm. in uh, in real estate mm. uh, uh, sector because you know the developers are able. Some of the developers are able to raise money again. The purchase restrictions are being eased. The mortgage rates are being cut. The banks are being encouraged to lend. Um, and then you're also seeing a, a rebounding in in industrial production mm. uh, because of uh, mm. uh, you know various fiscal initiatives such as with infrastructure. So so these things are happening. And then on top of all of this, you're seeing a even in regulatory policy with regards to tech. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of moving parts here, but mm. the, the the key point here is that Hong Kong is reopening for for IPOs, mm. right? And it's been shut basically mm. for a year and a half, and now it's reopening, and that is a significant signal mm. for better times to come, right? So, mm-hmm. so, so, so I think I think yeah, mm. there's still a lot of risks kind of on the horizon, but but I think the the the, the way the policy is moving in the same direction mm. is very different. This time around. Mm. Certainly. Thank you very much, Mr. Ping. That was Ken Ping, the head of investment strategy for Asia at City Global Wealth on the line. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.